welcome to the VSN Australia podcast. This is Meet the Member episode three. This time we've got a great guest with us, Josh. Would you like to introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, as you already said, my name's Josh. Uh, I've gone by a couple names on the site. Um, I think one was Reeves, and then I saw Will's name and decided, what's the point in anonymity? Um, and yeah, I've been around the site for almost a couple years now. I held a variety of roles. Um, most recently, I just got promoted to admin, um, done dev work, been a VHLM GM, portal store manager. Yeah, the list goes on. It's been a, it's been a long couple of years. Nice. So you were just recently the GM of the Rush. How are you feeling about leaving that one behind and moving on from that? Yeah, happy with your decision there? Uh, I think it was about time. I mean, I spent... I don't, I don't know the exact number, but probably eight seasons down in the minors, the GM there. Um, it was a season or two as the AGM, and then kind of got thrust into the role after Barzell Goat went uh, MIA on the team. Uh, so I took over uh, right after that. Um, yeah, it, it was a good time, but it was, it was time to move on. I wanted to dedicate my time. Uh, I don't want to say to more impactful things because being a VHL MGM is super important, but I think just having a specialized skill set, being a developer, um, helping to support the portal is, is something that's really important and that I'm passionate about. And um, there were a lot of eager young members that were willing to take on that VHL MGM role and dedicate the proper amount of time to it that I just wasn't able to do anymore. Yeah, so... Mexican Cow asked in your question thread how you felt about him taking over and if you had confidence in him. What what would you well, like to say to I'll, him? I'll answer that last part and just say, no, I didn't have any confidence in him. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, looking at the standings, I, I still really don't. Um, it, it's obviously been a ride, and I know we kind of sold our souls in that last season between me and Cody trading away a lot of the a lot of the key parts of the team and a lot of the assets that he could have used to rebuild. So it's going to be a slow one for him, but hopefully next season he can uh, make a splash. Um, there's obviously a lot of volatility in the standings between season to season in the VHLM. Um, not something you can really control. It's just the nature of the beast. So I feel, I don't know, given another, it's probably better to start on a season where you're having a little bit of a downtime just to get the reins and then, kind of go forward when you have a little bit more experience and can make a push. Nice. And um, also, Mick Wolf asked, what was your fondest memory of your time as a GM? Um, my fondest time? That's tough. Uh, I'd probably say it was when I was an AGM and Barzell threw me under the bus saying I didn't know how to send lines, and that's why we lost in the finals. Uh, that was right after I joined the, joined the site. So yeah, immediately getting getting blamed for like the team losing was was my fondest memory. <laughs> yeah, sounds fun. Um, so you recently picked up the simming role, um, for the VHL, isn't it? Or are you doing the? Yep. No, I was doing the VHL for the last. Um... I want to say two or three weeks. Bektov actually just came back today. So he simmed this morning. Okay. Well, how was your brief period of simming? Um, 
it was stressful probably the first day just because people are actually seeing these results as soon as you post them up. Um, the majority of my experience before that was simming off season world cup and then the world junior hockey championship for the past couple seasons. Um, as well as the what's called commissioner's cup in the VHLM. Yep. So I've been doing those, um, but there's, I guess there's less eyes on those really less players in general. Um, and then I've been doing shadow Sims for the VHL for this season. So I actually, I mean, I had a firm grasp of how to use the tool. It was just, uh, just a bit of a change knowing people were going to be on you as soon as those, those Sims went up. And did you get the, you know, the infamous Sims posted multiple times so you can make sure you do it on time because you know people don't have any patience and want it five minutes before you're going to do it? <laughs> uh, I definitely did see quite a few, but after a while, I just stopped going on Discord altogether um, during <laughs> the day. <laughs> it doesn't serve any purpose. I think I did a pretty good job of simming same time every day, like my time, which is central. I think I simmed around 6, 7 p.m. every day. I know Beck sims in the morning his time. Um, but I'm pretty sure you got to wake up the Sims probably for the for the VHL or have them early in the morning. So yeah, most times it's um it's good waking up to Sims. You sort of read everything and you're done. You know, essentially almost done with the VHL side of it. Um, in the morning, and then I just focus on the Hounds Discord and stuff like that. Yeah, it's good to get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, so you are an admin for the site and develop, you know, helping with developing stuff. How'd you get into that? Was that, um, something you just sort of offered your assistance with or were you picked for that uh, role? Like how'd that get started? So, um, when I started on the site, the portal wasn't really a thing for that first month or so. So I think I said it's been about two years, maybe just short of it. Um, so Will had developed the portal, I think, entirely by himself. I don't believe he had any help, really. Um, I know he, he was in talks with some of the other leagues um, with their developers and got ideas, and I think they shared ideas. But as for the actual development, Will did all of it. Um, but I want to say maybe six months into my, into my stint with the league, I basically sent Will a, a DM saying, please, please let me help. <laughs> uh there was there i think i was already player store manager at the time and there was just stuff i really wanted to to automate with the league so like adding all the contract stuff um getting the purchases on there directly and with the update system and stuff like that was um what i really wanted to do and then yeah he we we discussed how we wanted to do it best i mean we came up with a system uh that a few people have access to now i think uh, dill is in there as well and can see stuff but effectively, yeah, he, he gave me access after, I don't know, in my message, I explained what my credentials were basically, like it is my profession. So I, I do development every day. Um, I'm experienced at it. So I don't think he had much trouble just giving me at least one of the reins while he held the other. Um, and then for the admin position, I think after Beavis got promoted to commissioner, they kind of discussed restructuring that top end a little bit. Um, and I think they recognized that I was doing a lot of that admin work 
uh, without really being asked to. So I was doing a lot of the fixing the drafts ahead of time, um, moderating a little bit in the Discord, uh, just contributing to discussions and blogs, stuff like that. Um, so they just kind of gave me some actual recognition for it. But yeah, it hasn't been a huge change since I became an admin, other than I get to tell people I'm an admin and they're supposed to listen to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Does it ever work? It doesn't. Uh, I had a strange feeling that was going to be the answer for that one. Yeah. It, the only difference now is that instead of people calling me the fakest blue, um, I'm, I'm no longer the fakest. I think that's T-Fong. Yeah. So, um, all this extra pressure on you, I guess, it does it affect you? You know, you're still enjoying it all as much as you were when you first started, even though you've got all these extra jobs and roles and stuff like that? Um, I think I manage it pretty well. Uh, like, we still have the opportunity to take vacations and stuff. Like, obviously, Beck has dipped from his duties in the league for a few weeks, and I don't think it... Uh, I think it's nice to have a vacation and be able to step away from it for a little while, but uh, I, I really enjoy it. Um, it really helps not having to do like point tasks every week or anything because that can take up a little bit of your time. I like some of the passive stuff, um, like being the player store manager now that I've put it in the portal is something I can kind of just do at work. Um, I can just navigate to the portal, approve whatever uh, purchases have showed up and like, it's not really a huge time sink. Um, but yeah, I definitely, like, when I started out, I was very inactive. I think it was probably a month or two before I really showed up on the site. Uh, I don't think I earned TPE for, like, the first few weeks I had my player, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a concern with a lot of, a lot of the newer members that gr grab a lot of responsibilities quickly that they're going to burn out. And even some of the older member members, you see them drop their activity. But I think I'm still at a good place. Yeah. Um, you said you don't really need to do point tasks as much anymore. Is that, like, do you still do them for the fun or you just sort of step away from them and leave them alone now that you get most, I'm guessing you get a pretty high job pay with all the jobs you do? Um, well, when I'm simming, I get uh, the PT replacement. So that's worth seven every week. Um, I also have four between just being a developer, so working on the bot in the portal, and then doing the player store manager role. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have done PTs, and a lot of times I go do development work that could turn into a PT. For instance, just, just last night, Beavis and I were talking, and I ran a report that basically shows the number of updates that come through every week and then the average amount of time that those updates wait in the queue because we were trying to establish how many updaters we need to hire. Um, so I just kind of like graphed that out and stuff. And realistically, that could probably be thrown on the forum and used as a point task. I'm sure the public would be interested uh, in seeing that kind of information considering everyone's crying about not getting their updates in time. But uh, yeah, a lot of that time that stuff kind of sits at the admin level and doesn't get trickled down, but the, a lot of that work could be done as a PT, realistically. So are you happy with all the job pays for all the jobs you do? You feel like it's um, sufficient for the work you put in? How much are you getting back? 
Um, with the simmer position, I would say yes. I mean, I'm at 11, so with trivia, which is free TPE, um, that's that's full capped every week. I, when I'm not simming, so um, this season I'm getting paid to do the shadow sim as well because we're running two shadow sims um, to test new, well, to test a different scale and to test a different sim engine. Yep. So testing that, uh, they're giving me sim pay as well. So I was kind of doing like three leagues plus the World Juniors. Yep. But when when I'm not simming, I only get paid four. So, I mean, I'm still putting in the same amount of time. But then again, the argument that you get paid based on the amount of time you put into the into the site and into the league is kind of kind of dumb as well because obviously VHLM GMs put in probably more, just about as much time as a commissioner does realistically. Um, it, it's a toss-up, realist. Like it's it's top. It's a toss-up. I think I'm good when I'm getting paid for sims. So with the shadow sims, how much information can you release about that? As a how are they going? I don't want to get you in trouble by asking you all the <laughs> questions, but <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Um, so that that's tough to answer right like the sims produce quite a bit of data and i can only look at a small subset of that and a lot of people are going to look at that data and interpret it different ways um we are running a different update scale a much harsher one that will basically make um a point in the 80s kind of the new ceiling instead of 99 being the ceiling making it a lot more difficult to advance past that uh, more representative of I guess, realistic NHL stats. Uh, we've noticed that the scoring between 1.1 and 1.5 remains relatively the same, and it's in a good place. Um, a lot of what we haven't looked at is that 1.5 enables quite a few extra features. Um, it takes into account line strategies in different ways, um, as well as some other stuff, I think. I want to say there's some power play sliders in there as well. Um, so any any change we do make will probably not happen just as a, as a result of the shadow sims going on right now, um, but a culmination of maybe this season and another season or two of of results that we can kind of validate. Right? We don't want to rush through any changes. How different are the standings between the shadow sims? They sort of mimic the current, you know, the standings of the current sims, or are they vastly different or somewhere in between? Um, that's tough. I'd, I'd have to look at the actual standings. Um, if you want to move on to a different question, then we can return to that once I can pull those up. Yeah, sure. Um, so question that I had was, how do you feel about your question thread being people asking a lot of questions about themselves and not about the leak? Uh, when you're as like when you're as important as me, like a lot of times, other people care about how you perceive them, right? Like when you're a yeah. celebrity, so it yeah, kind of just makes sense. They want to be noticed, shout out right? From someone famous, don't they? Yeah, like I'm surprised someone didn't just write "notice me, senpai" in it, uh, <laughs> like sonnet. If you're there, <laughs> just type it out, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like. I don't think people treated that that question thread as something serious, and I didn't put it had to be serious at the top, so that's on me as well. 
but if there's a question in there and it makes somewhat grammatical sense, I guess we should uh, we should probably answer it. Yeah, well, Gustav asked, if someone offered you $20 to go to the SBA and write about how you're now an admin here, would you do it? Uh, for $20? Yeah. I mean, that is a free donation, so... I don't want to beat around the bush. I mean, like obviously the SBA stuff was, uh, was just bad. It was it was really bad. Um, I I didn't want to hide from it, and I mean I reached out uh, to their well to their entire league. I think I publicly apologized. Uh, excuse me, publicly apologized in their thread, and uh, I. I tried to take ownership of what happened. Obviously it had kind of spiraled outside of control at that point um, and became much bigger than, than one comment. Um, I don't think anyone in that league bodes any ill will towards me. And I definitely don't for them as either. Like uh, I haven't been in communication with any of them. Um, I, I obviously have some opinions on how everything was handled, which I'll, keep to myself and between the other admins on the site. Um, but what's done is done. I mean, if I wanted to, I'm sure if I recreated in that league and was active, they would, they would be fine with it. I mean, I'm in EFL and a lot of members in SBA are in EFL and no one's really said anything there. So I guess, I guess that's kind of it really. <laughs> I don't have anything else to add. Right. It's still an ongoing topic, right? So So you said before that you get 11 TPE plus one from trivia because it's a free TPE. How do you feel about the trivia situation? Do you still want to make a change so that you know, people can't share answers? Is that still on the board or? Um, well, I think, A, that got blown out of proportion um, and with, with, uh, misunderstanding of what the rule was intending to do. Um, the rule wasn't about punishment. It was about um, having to actually go onto the forum or the portal to get the answers instead of being able to completely distance yourself uh, from the league and be able to click a link and kind of submit your update, right? Like it was never, it was never about punishing people. It was just about trying to get people on the site more. Right. Um, yeah. I, I still think that trivia needs an overhaul. I mean, I obviously I have my opinion on it, and I announced it. It was it was my idea when I brought it up that we should do something about it. Um, but obviously, there's there's not going to be a good way to stop trivia sharing with the current setup of trivia. Um, we've talked about changing the setup of trivia uh, to to basically make it impossible to share answers, right? If, if everybody's getting a different question, you can't really share answers with anyone. Yep. Um, and uh, the only other thing is, I, I don't think we should have an uncapped bonus um, for something you do for free. At that point, it's really just training camp 2.0 uh, if you're getting six at the end of the season for not putting in work, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my opinion on it. Like I, I don't like the fact that people are aren't doing any work, but at least we're on an even playing field, right? Like that I can support. If we're all getting the two, you can only complain about it so much. Yeah, no, I think I think the whole idea of the punishment, 
from what I saw was it was just a stick that was big enough that people would be forced not like you know if you set a small punishment like oh the TPE for that week doesn't count for your trivia then a lot of people would just be like oh you know it's worth it we'll just DM messages you know DM all the answers and share it around and then if we get found out you know we just miss a bit of trivia where I think you needed to make the punishment big enough that you sort of deter the people from sharing the answers so I could see where it was all coming from um, yeah I mean it I just like to point out that like it came from a place where we were trying to improve the league right like in, in no time are people with a blue name in discord or the forums attempting to try and make things worse for anybody right like we're we're trying to improve the enjoyment that you get from visiting the site um, but yeah the the punishment was definitely something that could have been worked on and I'm sure if we if if Beavis and I had kind of thought about it and posted it in Vogue, we could have had that discussion. Um, but obviously, the the way Beavis and I had interpreted the rules that were existing was that this is something we weren't enforcing as opposed to something that wasn't in place. Um, and I think that's just because we've had multiple trivia heads. I think the, uh, the trivia head before, um, it's Victor doing it now, had a punishment in place where if you shared your answers, you weren't allowed to claim. Um, so we were just kind of extending that. Um, but when we spoke to Victor, which should have happened in the first place, um, we learned that he didn't really feel that, that uh, harshly about it. So uh, you live and you learn. And obviously, there's no changes going through. Uh, like, it was all repealed. So um, I don't see it changing anytime soon. Like, if it does change, it would be portal-based. And obviously, the portal moves slow, right? We want to make sure we're providing a good experience when you do use the portal. Um, instead of filling it with bugs, you know, directly before a draft or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like it's 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 where it is now, and it's not changing at least in the near near future. Nice. So, um, obviously, trivia is one thing, but what's something else that if you could implement a change, what would you do, and what would be the reasoning behind it? Um, the biggest thing I would support right now is a reviewing overhaul. Um, I mean, you brought up the SBA earlier, and I think their reviewing system is a lot better than ours. Um, and I also don't like the fact that uh, it's it's up to updaters to have to read through a media spot to determine if it's you know worth the six. Excuse me, if it's worth the six TP or not. Um, I think that the review system should be in a place where where other people's point tasks are reviewed kind of within a timely fashion and that the updater can rely on the review as well as their own interpretation of the PT to determine if it's like worth the the six TP or not. Um, I don't like the SBA's approach that your PT is worth less if it doesn't meet reviewing guidelines. I think like you should be able to update it or uh, make modifications after the initial submission. But I do think that there's a good... Uh, a good middle ground that we could probably adapt. And I know Bog is currently discussing, discussing, uh, reviewing. Bog is currently disgusting. Is that a soundbite that we're going to take out? <laughs> yeah, right at the beginning. And that's all the, all the podcasts will be. Just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't talk much. I work at a computer. Don't judge me. Uh, yeah, we're currently discussing it in Bog. So uh, I, hopefully something positive comes out of that. And it's like, Hopefully it's changed because as of right now, I mean, I can go through the updates on the site. 
determine how many people are claiming reviewing, but I can tell you it's an absolute fraction of the other two TPE uh, claims like .coms or uh, trivia or et cetera. Yep. So for the people who aren't on SBA, how's their reviewing system work? Um, so they, for each of their PT types, so uh, I believe they're similar, like they have media spots, they have graphics. Um, they kind of have, I want to say it's five criteria that they judge their PTs on. Each criteria is ranked out of two, and then they kind of total that up, and if it meets a certain threshold, it's good enough for TPE. Um, I think taking that criteria system, so... Um, like ranking someone on their grammar, um, the the structure of their article, stuff like that, and using that to formulate a review is good. I don't. I just don't think that totaling up and and meeting a threshold thing would be required. I feel like yeah, you'd probably have a lot of backlash if you now said that, because I believe that's how it used to work. Looking back at some of the old forum posts was that you would get reviewed and it would be marked out of six and that's how much TP you would get for the week. Yeah, yeah. I, I much prefer the, like, you either get six or you don't yep. system we have now, um, just because it's easier to plan your week, essentially. And at the end of the day, this isn't another job, right? Like, we're... <laughs> so... Um... Updaters obviously have to go through and check. How much effort do they need to put in to check? Like if I do a three-hour podcast, how long are they going to listen into the podcast to make sure that I've done my point task, do you think? Well, I listen to all of them just to audit oh, There so, you go. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, that, that's tough. I don't actually know. Like, I assume the updaters aren't listening to a three hour podcast. I would hope they're not because they're only getting paid three T right? Like if I was assigned to your updates, I think I would probably quit the site. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I'm making updaters work really hard and difficult. Yeah. I, I believe now, um, well you get paid for VS ed, so I don't even think that really matters. Um, but for everyone else that's doing long podcasts, I would assume there's at least one other member on the site that's willing to listen through even the worst of podcasts, right? Um, whether or not it's 30 minutes long or two hours long. Um, and if they're not, they can skip through it and determine if it's, if it's providing value or if it's worth the, uh, worth the point task, right? Because there's a couple of podcasts here where I've done that start off league related. And um, like the one I did with Nyko just went in to um, Australian animal fights and who would win between different animals where you know I only claimed it for one week so I only really needed 20 minutes of good content but yeah there was a couple of times where it's definitely gone off the track of VHL that's for sure we're pretty lenient on the league related aspect of PTs I'm I think Dill did an entire VHL.com on how he's going to write a VHL.com or something along those lines. And that was considered league related. So nice. the term content is loose, used pretty loosely. <laughs> um, so, oh, well, uh, Proto asked a question about the state of reviewing. So we've already covered that one. That's positive. If we want to talk about uh, the shadow sim results. Yep. I can guarantee 
that the team Davos currently has will end up in the bottom two, no matter what Sim Engine we're using. <laughs> Uh, that Seattle is doing worse in our current season than they would be uh, in any other random role of this season. So the two Shadow Sims, Seattle is doing better than they currently are? They're in second in both Shadow Sim. Wow. Um, you don't want to say that out loud, because if Banner here... Banner knows he's <laughs> getting screwed by SDHS. Okay. I don't think... <laughs> He knows. He, Vanna has a good team, and they have been unlucky in quite a few sims, and they started off the season with a terrible role. Um, but I think people definitely understate the role of morale in the sim, and that it does carry over from game to game, um, which does affect everyone's stats. So that's a little-known fact. But if you do go on a losing streak, your next game is probably not going to go as well as you. Yeah, um, I know in the Seattle locker room, Banner's not happy with the sims you know it being random and also steve is and i believe he said it a fair few times around the site that he wants a new sim engine and he's getting frustrated so and i think that's that stems from just not having the um the visibility into the consistency of the sim engine that you get when you run multiple seasons concurrently um like right now we're running three concurrent vhl season 70 sims the Shadow Sims do have a slightly different schedule, uh, but barring that, all of the teams, uh, w with a couple of exceptions, are in the exact same place in the stand. Yet, like the top three is consistent across every every sim. The bottom three is consistent against every sim. Like, yeah, sure, some of the scores are wild, and you might lose a game to a bad team, and you might win a game against a good team, but Overall, the better teams are winning in the sim engine consistently. Yeah, you need some randomness because you don't want to. If you know, if you are Davos and you've got a bad team, you don't want them. You know, oh, let's just not look at Sims this season because we're the worst team, so we're not going to lose every week. Where adding that randomness, where it is like real, where it mimics real life a little bit, where any team can win and. I think it's always good to have that. Yeah, and I mean, obviously in real life, there's a lot of randomness as well. Like, the worst team in the league in real life is Detroit, and they've still won, like, a quarter of their games. Yep. And I'm sure some of those 15 wins that they have are against some of the teams in the top three in one of the conferences, right? Like, hockey is one of the most random games. And that's why betting is is very scary in hockey. <laughs> yeah, I think the only sport that um, I think it's worse betting on is uh, soccer, and that's because you've got that that chance of the draw because they don't ever play out draws. So you've got essentially three three selections to pick, but I think it's just as random in soccer. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can never. I'd I'd hope you can never replicate real life and like if you compare this to uh, a sim from an NHL game like eighteen, nineteen, or twenty, one of those, like I'm sure we're getting better results than they are. <laughs> and I'm sure it's easier um, putting it all into a sim engine that's purposely built for it and not inputting players into a game and trying to do it that way. 
Yeah, I can say I'm glad I joined the site when I did, because if I had to update on the forums for longer than a month or two, I don't think I would have stuck around. So you recently retired last season and you're on your second player now. How's the experience starting off again? Do you feel like it's a fresh little restart that you get to... Have you been looking forward to it or what's the go with the new player? Yep. Yeah, I was definitely looking forward to getting a fresh start, especially considering um, my first player, Jake Davis, uh, well, not a bad player by any means. I mean, he was consistently uh, uh, one of the top scorers in the league up until that last season. Um, he just never really got any of the accolades that what I would have expected from a player with those kind of stats. And it seemed like I was always um, jumping to a team and leaving a team that was just about to go on to a run. So I think I played... I played all eight seasons, and I was probably on a cup-winning team before they won the cup, like three, three of those times. So, like, I played for Seattle, who won twice. I played for Vancouver, who did really well. Um, but it just, it never, it never clicked. Um, you played so for Dallas, kinda, who it, won a lot of cups. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> this is the darkest timeline. Um. <laughs> So yeah, it was good to get a fresh start and be like, okay, this time like we're going to focus on joining teams because they have a good shot, good shot at the cup, not because, you know, I'm friends with whoever, right? Like, yeah, I enjoy being in a locker room and and playing with a good group of guys, but at the same time I want to get some get some entries on that award page on my player, right? Uh Jake Davis had none and uh Hopefully with Roke Davis, I'm going to fetch actually quite a few before I even get drafted. So um, we only have about, what, eight games left in the VHLM, and I'm sitting at the top of a few of those boards. So, yeah, really excited. Yeah, 111 assists and 142 points on 63 games played is not bad. Yeah, be- being disappointed that uh, you couldn't beat Adam Warlock's 180 point season as a defenseman is, I mean, it's a, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the VHLM's changed a lot now with this new cap? Uh, or do you think it's sort of stayed the same, just players are a little bit stronger? So I think it has, um, it definitely has a big impact, and I think it's going to be a few seasons before we can get that fully fleshed out, right? Because um, a lot of there, there are a lot of people that come to our site, and then only they like they're obviously not hitting that twelve capped limit every week, right? Um, and they're staying below that two fifty mark for up to three seasons. So if we're able to get those players that are between two hundred and two fifty, some really good playing experience in the minors and keep them engaged in the site for that, even if it's one extra season, I think that bodes well. Um, rather than them riding the bench or playing that those fourth line minutes on a VHL team, I, I just think it's it's an opportunity to keep people around a little bit longer and hopefully get them into a space where they can, you know, make make some consistent updates and maybe ramp up into a player in the four hundreds or five hundreds that can make a VHL impact. As it stood before, um, the 200 cap 
meant that the VHLM GM experience was, I would say, worse. I think it's better now um, because you can actually do a little bit of planning, right? Like you can draft a guy that's at, I say guy, but player. I know we, I'm sure there's a couple of female players. Um, you can draft a player that's at that low hundreds mark and keep them for two seasons now as opposed to basically drafting someone and losing them a season later. You can build a, a plan up around them, right? You can move assets a little bit better. Before it was kind of just like compete one season, do nothing the next season. Yeah, I feel like now we've sort of got that uh, a two season compete one season tank sort of thing going. Uh, Which I think is better because like you don't, before it was you miss your shot and now you got to wait six real life months before things get exciting again, right? Yeah. Now at least you get a couple shots. You got to, making that window open an extra season, I just think increases enjoyment for everybody yeah and the fact that it's still the change is still fairly new i think we'll have to wait and see a few more seasons to see how the i guess the matter of the um, trades and all that sort of pan out eventually and we'll see who who yeah for sure like we're still i think we're still dealing with ramifications from trades made prior to that change like is this the second season of the 250 limit yes Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, with trades going three seasons in advance when it went during the draft, um, yeah, we could still be seeing the impact of trades made like around that time. So I think once we've sat here for four or five seasons, it should be a little bit more uh, representative of the health of the of the VHLM going forward. Um. So we got some more questions from your thread. Uh, Gustav <laughs> wants to know who's your favorite VHLM member. VHLM member? Oh, just VHL member. Sorry. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't say I have a favorite. That's he tough. also asked, and why is it Gustav? Um, it's not Gustav because he didn't win me a cup. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I my favorite will be the first GM that gets me a cup, whether it's in the minors or the big league. Um Dill asked a lot of questions about himself. Sure. Um why is Dill so cute? Uh wouldn't know. I've never seen a picture of Dill. Is Dill your best friend? Absolutely not. How much do you love Dill? Love's a strong word, um, and it's a fine line between love and hate. Let's, <laughs> let's just say we're on that line. <laughs> then he also asked, why do you love Dill so much? Which I think uh, he sort of answered in that previous question. Yeah. Um, he asked, when are you marrying Dill? Uh, well, let's start with um, waiting until it's legal and go from there. Nice. And why are you marrying Dill? Um, so I can shoot him my offshore development work and he can do all of it and I can just cash the checks. Nice. Uh, and that's, and then he just asked why, so, um, cause yeah, cool. Uh, Eno asked the top three restaurants in Winnipeg. Uh, whew. So five through nine, Wellington. Uh, the name of the restaurant is an address. 
What else is there? And that's tough. Carlos and Murphy's a uh, big fan. And uh, what else do we got? I'll say highs. I went there on one of my birthdays when I turned like 18 and my girlfriend paid for it and the dinner was like 150 bucks. So I really appreciated that. <laughs> nice. Okay, let's see. What other questions do we have here? Um, Motza just asked who, why, when, where, and how. Um, who's on first? I have no answer. Also, sorry for dropping my phone. That was probably so. <laughs> wasn't wasn't as loud as other things that's happened on the, the previous podcast. So true, true. Um, Jubus asks, "Do you like to dance?" Um, I do, with the pre-qualification of being heavily intoxicated. Yeah, I believe that's a prerequisite for most dancing for me as well. Yeah, I have to be drunk enough to not know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, Gustav also asked Bush and Robbie fight each other. Who wins? Um, the league does. <laughs> so, solid answer. <laughs> um, wow. Esso asked, how jealous are you that I got, and a French word, la banque, la banquise? It's la banquise. Uh, yeah, so it's one of the, I, I'm sure Esso would say it's top five, probably, um, poutine restaurants in Montreal. And so I went to Montreal last summer with uh, my girlfriend and one of her friends, and I think we went there like three times in the span of five days. It was just the best food ever. It's it's ridiculous. And it's cheap. So um I'm pretty jealous. He sends me pictures every once in a while and keeps asking when I'm coming back. So nice. I've still never tried poutine. It's not really a thing in Australia. I mean um, you've had fries, right? Yeah, you have fries with gravy and cheese, but I'm sure it's I've never had the cheese curds, and um, as I says, that it's not real if you don't have the the curds. Yeah, you do need cheese curds. They they just melt a little bit differently. Like it's different texture. Um, Gosh asks, what do you enjoy most about the league? Um. I just really like the community. I think it's like, I mean, it's tough to know how many people are actually active nowadays. But there's just so many members and like you can hop on to Discord at pretty much any time. I mean, you're covering the off hours for the rest of us, but <laughs> you can hop on there and there's some stupid discussion going on or some conversation that you can just hop into. And I mean, there's... I would say there isn't a lot of hostility between most members. I think the occasional people get into fights, but regardless, I think like we're all we're all pretty good people and it's I don't know, it's just fun hanging around with a lot of you guys. Yeah, it's definitely once I jump on it's just me and um Dust Boot just talking cuz everyone else is asleep most of the time. Yeah. 
That's um, good stuff. Yeah. He also asked, do you enjoy the work you do for the VHL? Um, yeah. Like, I, I think it's impactful. I think, I don't think there is a job on the site, like a, a paying job on the site that isn't impactful. Like, everything is appreciated. Um, obviously, over the past, pretty much since I joined, I think season 62 onward, the interest in the league has definitely ramped up to a point where um, everyone and their family members are looking for a TPE-paying job nowadays. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's good. That's yeah, just a everyone, roundabout way of getting there. but I feel like everyone wants that job, but people don't realize that sometimes jobs don't pay better than not doing a job. If I could do, if I could do a media spot every week and like have it worth my six and like requiring to hit that cap, it would be way less work than what I'm doing. Well, I've done VSN now. For, this is my third week. I had a look back and calculated all the podcasts I've done. I've done before this one. I've done fourteen hours of podcasts. So, if you went and multi-claimed that, I would have been set for a while. But now doing a job, I need to do one every week for two extra TPE. It definitely doesn't work out beneficial in my favor at all. Yeah, for for sure. Um, I mean, it depends if you're doing it for the TPE or if you're doing it for like just fun of doing it. And I think we can all tell that you enjoy podcasting. <laughs> you're definitely not just doing it for the points. So I think we all yeah. appreciate that quite a bit. I think if I was doing it for the TPE, I would not be uh, very good with data analysis. <laughs> Being able to get eight TPE for an hour and a half podcast instead of multiple claims of six. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, and he also, um, last question, he asks, any particular plans or goals for your current player? I understand that, you know, we touched on a bit and you want to win a cup, but are there any other? plans you want to hit um near term i would just like to get drafted before uh nyko does that would that'd be a win in my books it's kind of a toss-up we're pretty he's above me in tb but it's it's nyko so i potentially might go before him <laughs> um and then yeah after that just i wasn't a huge locker room presence before just because um when you're a VHLM, well, when you're a GM in general or an AGM, I think uh, you feel a little bit more obligated to talk to the team you're GMing and be engaged in that locker room as opposed to being in your player's locker room. Um, so this is the first time I've just had a player and not been, I won't say burdened, but had the time sink of maintaining activity in my locker room as well for the team. So I, I think it'll be a little bit different, and it's going to be nice to just focus on being a player. Yeah, so at the moment, you're sitting in second overall. Oh, you actually, you're, you're tied now with TP. Uh, he doesn't claim until the end of the week. Yeah, so... I, I thought that would be the case, but... Yeah. Do you think you've got a chance of going that first overall, depending on who gets that pick? Uh, yeah, it's going to heavily depend on who wins that lottery. Just because, like, uh, Kill is a, is he a center? I think he's yes. a center. So that's, 
and I'm obviously a defenseman. So that's, I mean, like a team is going to need one or the other. They're not going to need, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't see them need, having a big sink in defense as well as a big sink in the setter position. So, well, but then again, there is Davos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It depends who wins, realistically. There's also uh, Stone Wolski, who has put up unreal numbers in the VHLM. I think he's got a .915 or something like that, save percentage. Unheard of. Like, that's really high for minor. And I think his TP is, what, like 10 below us? Like, they think he's around pieces level. So you kind of have... He's 20. Oh, he's 19 below you at the moment. He's a piece, but he's done this week's updates so i mean you pretty much have in the top three neapolitan ice if you want if you want a defenseman you got an option if you want a centerman you got an option if you need a goalie you have an option so i don't think i mean in the in the top 10 i think you're getting a good pick um all all very good players very good members so um yeah it's really just going to come down to what that team needs but yeah, I would love to rub it in his face. So, a lot of recreates, it looks like. Yeah, I would say. I think there were eight of us. Yeah, top five. Doomsday, J Rutu. Yeah, yeah, there's at least eight, eight or so. Yeah, so, you know, you've got a solid member all the way down. For a while. But the benefit is, if you draft me, you're getting the absolute biggest TP whore. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, how did you feel about ending up on the Marlins this season? You happy with where you landed there? We both know I wasn't. I don't know why you have to rub salt in old wounds. <laughs> um, I'm. I mean, in retrospect and obviously hindsight 2020 all that jazz but oh that's funny jazz um i'm I'm glad because like look at the season the marlins are having it's it's been unreal like i think we're on pace to score 400 goals this season which is just absolutely insane like what are we at 360 and we have nine games left yeah 363 that's yeah, you've also like, got the highest point difference with 210. Yeah, like, I, I think our current team, regardless of how the draft would have turned out if I went somewhere else, our current team with its makeup has a very good chance of winning the Cup. I think in we've played Minnesota a handful of times, and I think we've won more than lost against them. Um and I'm just happy to be part of a team that can score like 8, 10, 12 goals against some of the bad teams, right? Like just racking up those points for my player. Yeah, so also I'm sure it would be pretty exciting to, if you finish, if the playoffs were to start right now, you'd be versing Halifax, who Dill's been boasting that they're in a playoff position. How good would it feel to knock him out in four straight games? I don't think words can express the joy of knocking Dill out of the playoffs. It would, I, I think it would bring a tear to my eye, honestly. 
Um, is there any VHL team you wouldn't want to be drafted to? Any team I wouldn't want to be drafted to? Um, no, I don't really think so. I think with the mindset I have for this player going in is that no matter where I go, there isn't a guarantee that I'm going to stick around with that team longer than those initial seasons, right? Like I am going to be hunting for cups and realistically, I think I can get to a point uh, a point in my stats within like two or three seasons where I can be a huge contributor. So I think I'll probably bounce around after that um, to uh, to a team that can give me my best shot. I mean, preferably not Davos because Gustav, but I heard he was racist. I think he is too. He just likes to hide behind and say it's Oasis AGM, but I think he's the one who's secretly racist. I think all the... uh, I think he's racist against Australia. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really want to play for that kind of guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you're going to go the Robbie method and only play one season for each team and just sign one season contracts and just bounce around until you finally find a team that'll win a cup. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna play out. Um that was actually my plan with my initial player. So Jake Davis he got traded around so much that I think bef- like my fourth season or fifth season I had played for a different team every every season. I think I played for Toronto, Seattle, Vancouver. Or I played for a different city. I played Toronto, Seattle, Quebec, Vancouver. And then Davos after that, right? So back then we only had eight teams, so it was kind of my my life stream to play for each team once. How do you feel about um, Ufig's goal of being the backup that just goes around and plays for all the European teams? That's an interesting strategy. Did you read his, uh, I think it was a media spot or probably a VHL? dot com article but he wants to play his eight games at one team and then get traded so he plays um, all the backup games for all the eu teams um i don't know how fulfilling that would be (laughs) at the end of a career but it's definitely a goal Uh, does anyone else post questions okay so banner's got some questions for you Okay. Uh, cats or dogs, which I'm assuming you're going to say cats because you said that you've got a cat, I believe. I do have a cat, um, but I'm going to get real personal. Um, I love both. I grew up, like my parents divorced when I was young, and so I bounced between houses every week. And I had a dog at one and a cat at the other. So I, I technically grew up with both. <laughs> uh, we're uh, we have a cat now just because we live in a in an apartment and then when we buy a house i think the plan is to either get another cat or potentially get a dog depending on like the area how much how big the yard is and stuff like that so nice um he asked your favorite food favorite food uh pizza got to be pizza uh any hobbies you have uh Destroying league affiliations. Um, <laughs> just the usual. Just the usual. No, uh, not much. I mean, go to a lot of hockey games. Is drinking, like, is that... Does yeah, that that's count? a hobby, yeah. Okay. Um, 
yeah i mean like i live in winnipeg i don't know if i'm sure the canadians know but the weather here is horrendous like six months of the season or six months of the year i mean um i ride a motorcycle in the summer that's kind of my only hobby go some camping i guess is like uh, every day in Australia considered camping, or how does that work? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you could go camping pretty much every day if you wanted to. Yeah. He asked, uh, do you have any pet peeves? Uh, dill. Thanks. Does that count? Yeah, I, <laughs> I count it, yep. 100%. Okay, perfect. Uh, what are some things Josh is scared of? Uh, height, which I've been told is ironic because I'm six foot four. Uh, not a fan of spiders. Pretty much it, really. Nice. Um, and then he asks Jennifer Lawrence, Blake Lively, or Jennifer Lopez. Yes. <laughs> but. Probably, uh, Blake Lively is kind of old, isn't she? I don't know. Google. Oh, she's only five years older than me. Yeah, sure. Oh, there you go. Just because, like, blonde, right? Yeah. Um, and that's all his questions. Um, Proto asks, who's your least favorite member of the VHL? Uh, probably Proto. Yeah. Honestly, the dude's pretty much a joke. Like, I don't even get it. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Come at me. In reality, I think I've talked to him twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Risa asks, do you enjoy simming, and does it ever get boring? Does simming ever... Yeah, doing the shadow sims kind of gets boring. Um, Is that because no one sees the results of what you do? Uh, well, Bog does, but like they also never check it. So, as far as I know, they don't look at it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of boring because like you do it. I mean, when I was doing the real Sims, I was only doing the Shadow Sims like every few days. Um, now that I kind of got off that, I guess I'll do it probably every day or every other day. But yeah, at least for the real Sim, like you're posting it, people get excited, you get a response from it, and then when you jump to a Shadow Sim, you post it, and you're just like, I accomplished nothing, yay. <laughs> But no one's asking every 30 seconds to do a shadow sim, though. True. True. Um, and McWolf wants to know, why was Jake Davis shit when he signed in Malmo? Uh, Jake Davis was shit because it turns out he's racist against... Where is Malmo? How do I not know this? <laughs> um, Sweden? Yeah, he's racist against Swedes, and that's because Finland is better, and that's because Patrick Lyon. And he also says, do you think your last season cost you a shot at making the Hall of Fame? Uh, I know for a fact that my last season played into discussions related to Hall of Fame inductions, and uh, I'd like to thank him for that. Nice. But in reality, I mean, regression hits everyone differently. I have no idea why I played worse. I think the whole team um, kind of played below expectations that season. So 
Um, the theme week was posted yesterday, and it was about future Hall of Famers. Um, who would be your pick if you had to pick one person right now who's playing that you think could end up in the Hall of Fame? Um, simply because he is the one person that is going to beat me in TPE for this career, it's, uh, it's Nyko. Presuming he can actually like keep this player for a full career, because I think he retired Dahlberg after what, like six seasons? check that yeah because i mean like the biggest thing is you have to play a full career to get into the hall of fame you just simply don't have the stats like even if you're on pace you're not really going to be in a discussion right because like like jake davis right like i was on pace for quite a bit more than i ended up getting simply because regression hit a little bit different that last uh that last season my pick and it's going to sound biased but i think that Ray's Funk has a solid chance of uh, pulling his way in there, especially if he keeps it up. Over the first four seasons, he's done quite well. Obviously, winning the two cups. Yeah, he's also. Uh... Oh, Will, you still didn't update the stupid portal. Okay. Um, I was trying to search for a player, but obviously I can't. Yeah, that doesn't work. I'll throw it on record here. That is Will. Will is the only one that can fix that. Uh, if I take a look at Ray, I mean, yeah, he's got, he's got, he's already at a thousand TPE, and he's only in his four. So that's, that's just stupid already. Um, yeah, I think he's set with his build for ever now. I, I wanted to look at. He has two canoes already. Okay, yeah, yeah, he has a good chance. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, get on you. So He's from the same city time. I am, so. So have you ever met anyone from the league, like face-to-face? Uh, I've met Eno for about five seconds when I sold him my old computer's graphics card. Nice. And uh, he lives a little bit out of the city. So I live in, like, the direct center of Winnipeg. He lives in one of the uh, small towns around the city, but I don't know where Razor lives. Off the off. But yeah, I met Eno for like literally 10 seconds. How was that sort of experience finally meeting someone that you've... Well, he is a, he's just a beautiful individual, so I invited him up, but he said no. Um, I almost met Esso, because like I said, I went to Montreal. Uh, but he was working, and I think just to get into his work was like way too expensive. I don't know. We didn't have enough time. I think it was our last day. On the- Fair enough. Uh, well, that was all the p- questions that people asked you. How did you feel about all the questions? Were you slightly disappointed by the lack of variety and interesting questions? Uh, I don't know. Like, if it's what people want to know, then I'll <laughs> I'll give them the answer. It's, it's like it like I said, it's been two years. Um, but in reality, like this, this was a passive leak for me for probably nine nine months to a year. Um, before I really got involved, probably start of twenty nineteen. Um, 
I mean, yeah, you can only make so many memories or do so much in that time. Did you have any questions or anything you wanted to bring up and talk about? Uh, I mean, I had some questions for you, I guess. Like, just how are you enjoying doing this whole podcasting thing? Like, do you think it's going to be too much work to continue? Um, I don't know. I need to work on the scheduling. I feel like, um, because obviously I did one yesterday. So getting up at five o'clock or... I got up at four o'clock these past two days because um, I had to start work early. So getting up at four o'clock two days in a row isn't the best. Um, but yeah, I think it's good. It's just trying to... I set high expectations for what I want to do and it's hard meeting those expectations, I guess, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to do the VHLM skills competition soon, as soon as I can. But sitting down and recording an hour of stats and random things that happen is not the most exciting. Um, I know a lot of people enjoy listening to it, but to record it after you know all the results anyway and trying to make it exciting and upbeat, I think it takes a lot more effort than just sitting down and having a conversation with someone for the same amount of time. Yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. Because having a conversation very back and forth where trying to be a commentator over stats for an hour, it's very draining. And you've also got to, like, I can't sit here and say it in a monotone voice so no one's going to listen to it for an hour. Uh, so you have to sort of hype it up a little bit, I guess. So, yeah, that's that's one thing. Um, I feel like I set high expectations. But, no, I really enjoy the conversations. I feel like getting to meet everyone around the, the league is always interesting. And, you know, I wake up and sit down and, most of the time, I don't know what the person's going to sound like, let alone what we're going to talk about. So it's always interesting to see where it where it goes and where it heads. So yeah, it's been fun. True. Have you ever heard me talk before this? No, I hadn't. Oh, okay. And it's weird. See, I've heard of, your voice so much because yeah. listening to the podcast. Uh, that's funny. You sort of give people this voice that you've got like in your head, and when they start talking, you're like that's not what I expected them to sound like. And the biggest one was. Gustav, I don't know why, but a lot of people said it that he sounded nothing like what most people expected. Yeah, he sounds like a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting him to sound like a cringy teenager, to be honest. True, I expected him to sound like Nico. <laughs> um, is there anyone you want to hear be on the podcast? Um, I mean, I like what you're doing. You're kind of making the rounds and you're hitting different different parts of the site. Um, and it's been interesting hearing from members I haven't talked to before, I guess. So that's been a lot of the newer members. So I haven't like had any experiences with like, uh, well, not really a lot of experiences with like Gustav outside of like typing on Discord or uh, like Doctor, um, hearing Spyro, like people I've probably had zero interaction with on the site, realistically. Uh, that's been interesting. But um, I think Beavis mentioned he wanted to potentially hop on for one of these. Yeah, Sometime I think in the near future. I think he's um, going to be on the Doc and Spyro one. So, oh, okay, okay. Uh, hey, he mentioned he was interested. I was talking to him last night when we were doing the theme week stuff. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And I'm, you know, I'm happy to have him on this podcast as well. Yeah, I think you're going to get a lot more enthusiasm for it outside of some of the newer members. Um, 
which is which is good because like it it uh, gets their name out there that much earlier right um yeah i think when i joined it was very difficult to um sounds a little grandiose but like make a name for yourself in the league simply because like first gens were kind of I'm not going to say looked down upon but like it was obviously a huge roll of the dice on how impactful of a member they were going to end up being and, like it still is obviously um but now we just get a lot more first gens like uh quantity wise that are making an impact like um you're what three seasons in four seasons in four seasons yeah yeah and you're like you're doing this uh which is huge like i don't think we've had i think we had one other member when i started um maybe like season 64 and he was doing podcasts i think every week i think this was when vsn started and he just burnt out like he was he said he was spending too much time um working on the site and 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 it's hard to know like you're, you sometimes you get those overactive first gens that are literally on all the time making tons of quality content and burn out other times you're getting guys that click that practice facility button claiming their two and then like never <laughs> logging on again um but i think that uh we're getting a lot of members that stick around nowadays which is which is absolutely great yeah i feel i agree with the when I first started, it felt like you were just sort of a nobody, like as weird as it sounds, but yeah, very under the radar. Um, and I feel like it was when I started doing the podcasts and also the GM role that people sort of, you know, I wasn't just the Australian guy anymore. I actually, you know, was an actual yeah. person. Yeah. So <laughs> I think a lot of the time, because I didn't spend much time in the VHL Discord, I think that was the problem too. That you know you yeah that's a big thing yeah team locker room but that's only one team yeah i think that's a big thing in like just being in the general vhl discord um like you're gonna talk less about the actual sims and stuff like that but i think that's where a large component of the community hangs out um you do see a lot of the same names there but that's kind of how you get familiar with a lot of the older members um yeah, I was going to say something else, but it just totally slipped my mind. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like basically you're, you're not really noticed by any of the older members until you have a color next to your name. Um, and, and that's why the AGM role on Discord doesn't have a color because they're not important. <laughs> yeah, I think um, they play a role, but I think with your with the bot now that posts the sim results, I don't even think they need it anymore. So. Oh, I think AGMs are great. I just, <laughs> I just know they're not necessary. You know, like there's, it's one of those things where you don't get paid because you don't fulfill a function in the site that doesn't. Like, if, if someone wasn't there, we would also be okay. Like, we would get by, right? Yeah. Um, having said that, I really enjoyed having a an AGM when I was in, when I was a GM because like, the amount of work you have to do is just way too much for the pay oh 100 i couldn't like um the amount of times i've signed a player while i'm at work so i get um dr funk to send in the lines that way they get to be in the first sim because yeah i have to wait yeah. until i get home and then sign onto my computer and yeah it's just a whole pain to send in lines when i'm doing most of the activity work when obviously everyone else is active but i'm at work so i can't do lines and that sort of stuff yeah, for sure. Uh, and hopefully we can improve that. 
that process a little bit. I know we've talked about um, changing the way we do line submissions, but obviously it's it's pretty important to get it right first time we we switch that up. Um, but yeah, I've always been of the mindset that VHLM GMs don't get paid enough, and I think I think Banna agrees on that front. Um, but obviously, people have been fighting that battle for probably before I started, just because like the amount of work and activity you have to have to be a successful VHLM GM is is ridiculous. Whether or not the expectation is that high in reality, like it's 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 too much. Um, yeah, and we're talking about future guests. I would love to have Boom and Dust Boot on a podcast, just an all Australian <laughs> podcast, because I feel like just really ham up all the slang and make it that no one else could listen to it. And I think that'd be hilarious. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. I, I'd probably listen for 10 minutes and then not understand anything, but <laughs> I, I would count as a, what is it? What do they call it? Views on Spotify or? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty so you, funny. You said you've listened to all the podcasts so far, did you say? Uh, I, okay, so I haven't listened to all of them. What's been Fun. your favorite one then that you've listened to? Uh, the one that Dr. Funk did. Nice. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I think it just had the most interesting voice. content. Yeah, and he has such a good voice. Like, I listened to his, po- his podcast too. Um, I think yours has a better production quality than theirs. But, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's a really good host. I think theirs is going to improve pretty quickly. Um, They've got a podcast chat in the Hound's locker room, and that's where they do all their organizing. And it's every morning I wake up and they've got new suggestions and everything. So they're definitely thinking about it. So I wouldn't be surprised if their podcast in the next few weeks really improves and picks up. Well, I hope so, because it's more good stuff to listen to at work. I mean, I listen to uh, Spit and Chicklets for my, I guess, real-life dose of hockey news. but. Aside from that, the only other thing I listen to has been your podcast for the last couple of weeks. So it's been great. Nice. Um, did you have any other questions or uh, anything you wanted to bring up? I'm just looking through, seeing if I had anything that I wanted to bring up. Um, well, what uh, what are your other goals for yourself as a member like do you want to be more involved are you happy where you're at like where do you see yourself in a few months type deal well i did apply for the updater role because i've said i'm I'm aware (laughs) i've said it for a while that um i think having someone like me who's on at a different time would help ease the load a little bit of the updating queue like i'm sure the updaters wake up in you know, in North America, and there's a long list of them that they have to get through. We're having someone overnight that just ticks through a couple of them, at least eases the load a little bit and makes the time that updates take a little bit less, I guess, because you're covering more hours of the day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I, I think the biggest thing is that a lot of our updaters are probably North American based. 
if not all of them. Um, so yeah, we're and and they log in roughly the same time, so they're just going through that queue all at once. Um, yeah, so there's like the one time a day, roughly, where everything gets done instead of it being spread out over. Yeah, I think that would be really huge. Unlike the only problem that I see is that. I, w- I want to say 80% of our updates go through on like Sunday night, Monday morning type deal because people are either claiming for the last week because they were too slow to get in or um, they're no, claiming for the next sense. week and they're all yeah. claiming on Monday or Sunday. Um, but I think that's just a problem with our system because we allow like next week claims starting Sunday morning, which I guess would be Sunday or... Monday usually for me, roughly. Yeah. I was trying to think like when it opens up. It opens up on like Saturday at 11 p.m. my time. So that would be like Sunday evening for you or something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think if we like cut that off and stop being, people being able to early claim that the updater queue might be a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, I think the like the hardest part for me was learning when really the cutoff is because it's sunday to sunday so i put most of my claims in monday but for me monday is still sunday for everyone else i guess yeah yeah and and that honestly might be an argument for leaving it the way it is because it enables people in like time zones that aren't north american based which are all ahead of time compared to north america to get theirs in on what they would would deem is monday right so yeah because i know um coming the end of last season i was trying to stay underneath 800 tpe i think it was for the lower cap hit um and it was only like two tpe that i was going to miss out on and then i claimed it for the next day and then realized i got pushed up because i claimed it too early i claimed it when it was still sunday instead of waiting until you know tuesday my time to make sure it was a legitimate claim i guess see you're mating too hard it's your own fault Because, you know, we all are, so. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's definitely stuff to think about. And I mean, I've looked at the health of, uh, I don't, did I mention it? I, I, I was talking to Beavis last night and we were kind of going over like the health of the updater role as we're determining how many people to hire and stuff like that. And Beck is back now, so he can provide some insight as well. But we basically looked at um, like the number of updates and how long they sit in the queue on average and kind of like the history of that. So we have data going back um, since we started using the portal for updates, which was like a year and a half ago. And we could see like the number of updates submitted by players um, and like the longest time they sit in the queue. And right now we're actually at a pretty good stage, Um, but with Tagger leaving, obviously that's, that's a pretty big gap to fill. Um, he was very active and also in a different time zone, not as drastic as yours, but, um, he was providing some relief. And I think, uh, like with the new job posting, we're trying to, trying to acquire someone that can pick up some of the slack and hopefully get it down to a point where the members are actually happy (laughs) with the lag time, which I think would mean that it stays below five minutes. Um, I was going to say like 30 seconds, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, but the biggest way we're combating that, I mean, is stuff like practice facility, right? Like things that can be automated that don't really serve a purpose um, to have holding up those those update queues. Um, but honest, like with 
practice facility getting automated, it also means that that average time in the queue is going up because stuff in the queue now takes a little bit longer to verify, right? Yeah. So if there's a lot of data and obviously it can be interpreted multiple ways, but I think, um, I think we're going to hire one updater and maybe clean up people that have the updater role, but are potentially not actually, um, doing, doing the job. So are there any plans of automating any other TBE? Like, could you end up automating welfare and stuff like that? Getting the base, you know, the four TPE welfare up, like, automated? Or is that something that you want to keep on the forum? Um, for the four TPE one, honestly, we probably could update the four. Um, that wouldn't be too tough. Like, I know affiliate welfare, you'd still need the check to make sure that they're actually posting articles and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be helpful to put the, even even pension could potentially go on the portal, right? Like those requirements don't change based on player, they change based off user. Um, it is it is definitely something we could do, but not in a huge hurry, <laughs> realistically. People, like those welfare posts get approved so fast. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, you don't want to also make it that I feel like a lot of new players just click the practice facility button and you wouldn't want it to say now. New players just also say welfare. Click, yeah, clicking the welfare button as well. And then they're like, where's the welfare plus practice facility button? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. No, I think uh, this theme week is going to be a good example of the the health of the update queue because we're going to have a lot more well, maybe double the amount of updates considering a lot of people are going to be posting those uncapped opportunities. Yeah. Um, but even just looking at it now, which I think at this point in time is probably the worst it gets over the course of a week. It's between now and like Sunday. Um, like the last 24 hours is probably when the queue was the highest. And that's only at about 100 updates. So that's not even too bad. I've seen it like 250 before. Yeah, well, my theme week one hasn't been posted and I did that last night, so... I hope you um, see that go through soon. It just went through. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> You're welcome. It was right next to mine. <laughs> go approve mine. I would if I was an updater. True. That also puts you in the top three uh, updaters for the week, or top three TPE earned for the week. Cool. I haven't really done anything. Yeah, me neither. Mine's just been job pay and um, VSN, which is also job pay, I guess. Yeah. I might go do my two-point task, that way I can get number one for the week. Yeah, do you do a .com, or what's uh, what's your go-to? I don't know. I like doing .coms, but it's just make making sure that I have something to talk about. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could definitely just take trivia from last week and this week, but... Yeah, I sort of, I don't know, I don't, I do the trivia just for the year, like the year-end one, but I don't claim it anymore because I'd rather do something that people actually see and get some use out of. So I'd rather do a, you know, maybe ask people press conference questions or do something like that, something that helps the league more than just claiming the trivia. 
Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, press conference, like especially in the BHLM, the press conference offer- opportunities are huge for some of the newer players, newer members that wouldn't otherwise get it. So, I do like the setup that we have with like team press conferences um, being utilized quite a bit more now. Back when I joined, a lot of people used player press conferences, and like the the number of questions <laughs> just wasn't enough per week. So, I like I like the setup we have now. Yeah, people um, should realize too that if you ask people podcast questions, that can be counted as press conference as well, as long as they're decent questions. So as long as they're not who, what, where, when, why. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Fair. if people are asking for the um, podcast questions, go ask them for two TPE if you haven't already done your press conference. So. Yeah. Okay. Well. I think that's about wraps it up. I've asked everything I wanted to ask. Um, did, did we touch on everything that you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a list. Kind of just yeah. wanted to. Neither really did I. I just went through all the questions that people asked you. Yeah, just wanted to have have another uh, older member hop in on the uh, podcast opportunities. Didn't want it to just be all the new people, you know. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast, let me know because I'm always open. Um, I might change my times where I do it. I might try and do it late at night, but I still don't know if that works for most people because I believe that then that's first thing in the morning for you guys. So, um, uh, Yeah, that would be like, yeah, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Because we started at 12.30 my time, so... Which was perfect because I'm actually getting paid right now. Um, <laughs> Lucky you! I'm about yeah. to get ready and go off to work. So, uh, oh well. So thank you, got... you for. Oh, you guys, all right? I was just gonna say you get to start your day off with a nice dose of me. So oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> Soldiers um, in your cup. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. It's been fun. Um, solid hour and a half podcast so that's always a good one um yeah absolutely it was great um if anyone has any questions for the podcast or wants to be on it i'll leave a link somewhere hopefully if i remember but yeah thanks for joining me and um next podcast should be the vhlm skills competition i believe so look forward to that Keep simming it until I win. <laughs> I I haven't simmed it at all yet, so we'll see what happens. I might have to redo everything because I don't know how good it'll work with the same formulas I have for the VHL. So we'll see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, it could be a bit different. Oh, so thank you for joining me, and I think that's it for today.